What's going on everybody? Glenn P. Brooks Jr. here. I'm an author, I'm a speaker, and I'm a coach. And I want to welcome you to We All Need Some Help Wednesday, the podcast. I get the opportunity to add value to entrepreneurs, business owners, and ministry leaders both on and offline. And this episode is going to be no different. Stick around and we're going to get started right now. We'd like to welcome everybody back for another edition of We All Need Some Help Wednesday, the podcast. I'm excited, guys. It's the dawning of a new year. As we record this uh, broadcast, it is the first recording that we've done uh, for 2023. And I think it's so appropriate for us to talk to uh, my brother, Q Wilson, and we're going to introduce him in a second. But for those of you guys who are just tuning in, maybe you trying to figure out what this podcast is about. Really, we put this podcast well over a year ago together to really add value to entrepreneurs, business owners, and ministry leaders who are trying to grow what it is that God's called them to do. And they're finding themselves in a place where they're not necessarily sure of how to do that. And that's what this podcast does. And we bring guests on, particularly talking about the story behind their brands, because I believe that how people uh, evolve and grow up and what they are exposed to absolutely informs how they show up. In a blog post on HuffPost.com, contributing writer Flynn Coleman asks this question. He says, why are stories so powerful? Well, the truth of the matter is, is that they are more memorable than facts. Our brains are actually wired to respond to stories. Metaphors and anecdotes actually help us relate ideas to our own experiences, providing richness and texture. Uh, Stories bring you and your listeners into a multidimensional world full of colors, sights, smells, and emotions making us feel as though we are actually living the story. With that being said, awfully honored to have my guy Q uh, in the building today. He is a local pastor in the Toronto, uh, Canada area. Y'all put your hands together and welcome Q Wilson uh, to the stage. Q, thanks for saying yes, man. Thanks for getting up early this morning as we're recording this podcast live, um, uh, you know, with a live studio audience. Man, talk to us a little bit about who you are, what you do, why you do it, and who you do it for. Uh, You're not a typical pastor. When people think of pastor and they look you up, you don't generally fit the bill of what uh, most pastors, quote, look like, if you will, um, how they move, actually. And I think as a result, it's it's served you uh, in many ways. Um, It's also served the people that you're called to. Uh, so if you can, take us back a little bit, introduce yourself, man, and uh, let's get this party started, bro. Hey, what's going on, y'all? Uh, like Glenn said, my name is Pastor Q, a.k.a. Q Dukes, a.k.a. Shepherd Boy Q. Um, and um, I'm just an ordinary guy that's trying to do amazing things in, in, in Christ Jesus. That's it. Um, I was born here in Toronto. My parents are from Jamaica. Uh, they came here in the early set. Came here in the early 70s, met here. Um, uh, I was born in 1977. Yeah, I'm giving you my age. Um, <laughs> and I was I was born in church. So from consciousness, I was going to church, Sunday school in the morning. My dad was a deacon. My mom was a missionary. Uh, grew up in a very religious, I don't know if you all know that apostolic church, you know, skirts, hats, the whole nine, um, grew up in that. And, um, I just felt that I wanted more of God. There, there has to be more to God than this, uh, going through some hurts and stuff like that. Uh, Toronto, I see was built really out of, um, a place where, you know, I had to say yes to God. Um, 
I felt that the God that I found wasn't the God that was being shared. And Toronto IC was born. And our, our message is really built on love. First Corinthians 13, 4 to 7. That's what our, our, our church is built on. And we've grown. We just, we, we've just, I've grown, the church has grown. The message has been sharpened. The direction has been sharpened. And um, at this point, um, after going through, 2022 was rough. It was really rough. It started off great. We're like, oh, God, this is amazing. And then six months later, I'm like, oh, God, this is horrible. <laughs> we need to get out of here. And because, um, you know, when you become a pastor, you think, man, I got I to gotta have me a mega church, big building, all this stuff. In 2022, we're like, oh, right, we got the big building. This is this. We're finally getting to where we need to get to, you know. And then it's like God's showing you, okay, this is where you feel you need to get to. This is what it really is over here. This is not what I called you to do. It's not what I called you to be. You can have this, but you're going to have it the right way. So we took a turn, the second, the second portion of the year. and. I started building more practical Christian behavior. That's what we decided to do. So now we're out in the community. We're serving needy families. Um, Groceries on Sundays, between 10 and 12. Um, We do our Bible studies in a very popular mall here in Toronto, Yorkdale Mall. We do it in person and we do it via Zoom, just like how we're doing it here. And um, it's so funny. Uh, we're in consecration this month, and I was telling the church how it's so funny that we started Toronto IC 2015, and you know we've had build it, we've had places to worship, we got that big mega church feel, and then, but it's funny that God hasn't really given us our own plot. But we started this uh, ministry in the community, and God gave us a venue for free to run it out of. And what I told the church was this. I'm like, it's not that the plan isn't right, but the way we're operating isn't right. So God gave us a venue to feed the hungry, but he hasn't given us a venue to worship in yet. So there's something that we're missing in that. So that's where we are right now. I feel the team that I have, we go to community. I feel the team that I have right now is a very solid community. I feel that God has sent these, these folks to us. And um, the feeling is just different this time around. And 2023 has already started with a bang for us. At least for me, I can't tell you. Glenn, I've learned. I'm like, even people in your circle, sometimes you can't tell them what God's doing in your life, bro. (laughs) So I'm keeping everything close to the chest this year. I ain't telling nobody nothing. (laughs) Q, one of the things, no, I I appreciate what you're sharing because, you know, and, and, you know, if, if I can kind of go back to the beginning, you know, like you, I grew up in church or around certainly church people. My, you know, my grandfather was a pastor in, in the Baptist church. And so I've known 
church all my life for the most part. Here's what I also have come to realize is that it also defines what church, quote, should look like, right? And so we can come through those kinds of brick and mortar scenarios, the big box, the mega look, um, the glitz, the glamour on a Sunday morning, all the pomp and circumstances, but the real work of ministry is in the hearts of people. And I've seen organizations that are huge in stature in terms of numbers of people, but the impact on people individually isn't always the case. When it comes to impacting people, like doing life face-to-face, doing life shoulder-to-shoulder, rubbing elbows with people, talk to me a little bit about where does that come from? Because everybody can't make that pivot. Everybody can't go you know, even when God is saying, no, this is what I want you to do. It's like, there are a bunch of us that will say, nah, that is not God. <laughs> it is not God for us not to have a place of our own. There, There's a book that I read years ago when I was in ministry called When Not to Build, years ago. And it talks about the idea of how pastors often in church leadership get this notion of, I am going to build a building because the church is growing but in most cases, what happens is, is that people leave, or the leadership leaves the purpose of people in that building a building process. Man, talk to us about how do you make those adjustments and how are you able to, 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 to really show up and say yes when God is saying, no, nah, that ain't it. Yeah, I think the first thing we have to realize is that the church isn't a building, but the church is the people. And you can't have a powerful church if you don't have powerful people. And for every leader, it is our job to bring the people that are following us into greener pasture. I like to say that I don't set my people up to fail, but I set my people up to win. So I don't put them in positions where they're going to fail. I put them in positions where they're going to win. So for me, now you can't, you can't rub shoulders and build people if you don't know who you are. So if we rewind, we talk a little bit more about my life. I left church. I left church three times. Okay. And I became a very good, I became a very good uh, street entrepreneur. <laughs> I, I was in everything. I'm going to be transparent. I was into everything except for selling people. And stealing from mom and pops. And what I mean by that is, I'm not going to steal from someone that is working a nine-to-five job. I, those were my rules. And I always told people, if I, wasn't, if I wasn't going to be dynamic in God, I'd be dynamic for the devil. So that's where it started. So right there, I went through that whole thing. And I, I'm very proud to say it. That actually, I should be sad to say, but I'm proud to say because the key is that I found Jesus. And I really found him not inside the four walls of church. I found him in the struggles of life. You're not going to find God on the mountaintop, you're going to find God in the valley. So if you want to do life with people and galvanize people and do ministry with people, you first have to believe that you have been changed by God. You have to be honest with yourself. So for me, I know I'm the worst of the worst. I, I feel like Paul. I know I'm the worst of the worst. I don't deserve to be where I'm at. 
for the things that I've done to myself and to people, I don't deserve to be here. But for the grace of God, if you're gonna if you're gonna touch people's lives, you first have to experience that grace of God. And to experience that grace of God, you need to be honest with yourself. I am not worthy. The next thing is, if you want to touch people for real, it's not about how many scriptures you quote, but it's about how transparent you are. Because people want to know that you have been through what I've been through. They want to be able to relate to you. And Jesus was hecka relatable. (laughs) You got to be relatable to people. You can't, watch, when God saves us, he saves us from the mud, cleans us up, and places us back in the mud to pull people out of the mud. You can't pull people out of the mud staying in your white robe. I've given you a white robe so that people can have hope that they can come out of the mud. And the only good way they're going to see that they can come out of the mud is if you go back in the mud. But we've fallen so short. Because a lot of us, a lot of us haven't had that experience. And we're looking for, you know, some angels to follow, some preacher to preach some crazy message. But it starts with with us as individuals. Accepting where God brought us from. Understanding that we're not all that in a bag of chips. And when we're able to be saved from our pride then we're able to empower others through our transparency. Your testimony saves people. Come on, brother. They overcome uh, by the blood of the lamb and by the word of the tes- their testimony. Listen, here, here's the deal. For those that are, maybe you're just tapping into this conversation. Uh, maybe you climbed into somebody's car and they're playing this podcast. Maybe you're in the gym and uh, the person doesn't have their headsets on and you're hearing all of this. I'm talking to uh, Q Wilson. He's a pastor of a church uh, called Toronto Impact Church in Toronto, Canada. And uh, Q, something you said, and I wrote it down. I can't be a change agent for other people until I first change me. In other words, I can't change lives without changing my life. And then I certainly can't do that from a place of position in terms of, you know, having been out, but I've got to be willing to get back into the place that I've come from to help people see, no, you you can do this. You guys are doing some different stuff. You, you're, you're on the street every Sunday. You're feeding the homeless. You're feeding people. Um, talk to us a little bit about the pleasure that you're getting, the sense of fulfillment, rather, that God is able to show you, you know what, you're doing what it is, I'm supposed, that I'm telling you to do. The words can't words can't explain it. Words just can't explain it. Um, it is so we did a we did a special back to school um, Sunday, and I think I thought I was the only one, but everyone had the same feeling. When you saw these kids coming to get their backpack and their pencil, the feeling that we felt you couldn't put money to it. I'm like, this is what the kingdom is about. This right here. You know, it goes beyond 
Because the four walls church, that's for our entertainment. That's for our entertainment. But the real work is on the streets touching lives. And I, I, I tell you this, when we begin to touch lives, that's how people begin to see God. And we have Muslims coming out. <laughs> we, can, we got all kinds of people coming out, you know? Um, and there's one language that everybody understands. And that, and that language is love. Now, some people might not know who love is. But when you give the love language, it allows there to be a door of conversation so that you can tell people that God is love. And, you know, Glenn, like there's, you can't put into words the feeling you get every Sunday. There's people, there's people at our church that they're like, yo, if I don't come to grocery giveaway on Sunday, I feel like I haven't done like anything. Like I just don't feel right. And dude, it's not old people. This this is a uni- this is a university couple. They're like, yo, Pastor Q, if I don't come, <laughs> I feel like I, I haven't done anything for the week. And dude, we were out there, we've been out there all winter. And I was saying, I'm gonna go a little bit off topic here. I was when we started in the summer, and I would always say, I'm like, we're gonna go in that school. We're gonna be in that school. And then the summer passed, Glenn. And winter started, and I'm like, I come into the team meeting, and I'm like, yo, we can't afford to be in this school. <laughs> but I, I, spoke a, I spoke a message that, that um, I taught a message, preached a message that um, um, I can't remember the title. But the gist of the message is we are living in what we've spoken. Understanding that. The power of life and death is in our tongue, and we can either speak life or we can speak death. And the reason why some of our lives are so jacked up, the reason why we can't get the success we need, because we're speaking that into our lives. The Bible says that a man who understands the power of the tongue, he is wise and he is tempered. So let me get back to this story now. I was speaking this. We're going to be in that school. We're going to be in that school. December comes. It's just before Christmas break. Someone from the school says, hey, Pastor Q, someone called your name in our meeting, and we want to give you a permit to be in this school. You have to speak life into your business. You got to speak life into your life. And, and here's the kicker. Whether you're speaking stuff in seriousness or in jest, it all matters. So check this out. And then I'm going to give it back to you, Glenn. I'm going to be done with this question. Even in jest, joking, we pollute and destroy our lives and live in the jest that we spoke of. So I have my car. Okay, and I'm like the gas prices are going up. I'm like, I need to get me an electric car. I need to get rid. I gotta get out of this car. I need someone to smash my car. <laughs> and I be, you know, I'm joking, 
but I'd be saying it over and over again. So a couple years ago, when the pandemic hit, someone hit my car, old couple, you know, I looked at the damage. It wasn't a big deal. I didn't see, any, see anything. I go to the car wash two months later. There's this big patch of paint, little patch of paint off my nice car. Now my nice car looks like a, a jalopy because this little patch of rust. I fixed the car this year. It was about maybe what? It was last month. I fixed the car, okay? And I'm, I pick up Captain from school and we're rolling down the road. We pull up to a stop sign and this girl smashes into the back of the car. Now, lessons have been learned. Even in the jest or joking in our speech can cause us to live in what we've spoken. Brother, let me say this, man. This conversation has been rich. I could be here all day. My mother used to say when we was growing up, there's a lot of truth spoken in jest. And you brought that home in a way that I'm telling you right now. Y'all, words matter. I believe that absolutely uh, life and death is absolutely in the power. Tony, you got to watch what you're saying. One of the things that I'm excited about is the value that we get to add to people every day or every week, particularly on this podcast. Q, if there was anything that you wanted to leave people with, an impact statement, something that you wanted them to ponder uh, as they leave this podcast, what would that be? You, we have to live a life of purpose. I'm going to say it again. We have to live a life of purpose. There is success, and then there is divine success. Meaning you don't need God to be successful, but you need God to be purposely successful. We like to quote a lot of scriptures, and one of the most popular scriptures that we quote is, all things work together for the good. I think a lot of our conversation today in Clubhouse and on this uh, on the podcast, we're talking about success in life. All things work together for the good. Watch this. For them who love the Lord, underline this, and who are called according to, watch this, not my purpose, but his purpose. Now, the scripture is grand. But all things don't work together for the good for everybody. It works for those who are called according to his purpose. So those of us have decided to follow his purpose for our lives. All the scriptures are great. All the blessings of the Lord are great. But they're only for those that walk in purpose. Because when you walk in purpose, life can happen all at once. Because when you're walking in purpose, whatever is about to happen in life, Jesus has already seen it. So he's prepared the way for you to go through it. But if we don't walk in purpose, the things in life, watch this, that should have worked together for our good end up being the things that destroy us. Mm -mm -mm. His name's Q Wilson. He passes a church in Toronto, uh, Canada, called Toronto Impact Church. TIC is what they're known uh, for in these streets, and they are helping to enrich the lives of people every day. Q, thank you so much, man, for pulling up and talking to us about your evolution, about your journey, about the impact that God's not only made on you, 
but that he is absolutely helping you to make on other people. Where can people find you, Q, in terms of social or a website, the whole nine? Um, so you can find me at I'm Q Wilson. Not I am, but I'm Q Wilson on Instagram. You can find us at, at Toronto IC on Instagram. Um, we're on Facebook, Toronto IC. Um, uh, where else are we at? That's where we're at. That's where okay. we're at. That's where you can find us. Love it. Love it. Well, listen, guys, for those of you guys who are in the studio audience, we're going to have you hang tight. Any questions, any flowers, any takeaways, we're going to get a chance to hear from you. Uh, but for those of you guys who are listening to the podcast, I just want to say thank you. And always understand this. You cannot get to any place of significance by yourself because we all need some help. Y'all be good. And we'll look forward to seeing you on the next edition of We All Need Some Help Wednesday, the podcast. Well, I'd like to thank you guys for joining us once again for another edition of We All Need Some Help Wednesday, the podcast. Uh, be sure to download this, and if you need to connect to us any kind of way, uh, you can reach us at www.glennpbrooksjr.com. At the end of the day, y'all already know what time it is. You cannot get to any place of significance by yourself because we all need some help. Y'all be good, and we'll talk soon.